0: Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't <laughs> take it. Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks! Villa well, scored. And that is why we love it. <laughs> Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time
1: kind to of turn the volume down.
0: Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saki having an, an absolute howler, that doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football <laughs> in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Zidane's oh, a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about oh. the aesthetics, that's what i like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport
1: masquerading as a team game.
0: Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat of year
1: BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better, it?
0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights, and it is firing week. Absolutely everyone is on the chopping block, as Spurs, Norwich and Villa all decide changes needed before the international break. Elsewhere, we've got a new ball. Roy Keane has himself a day, and West Ham fan loses a finger on their travels in Europe. I'm Bailey Hutchison, and with me as always is Chris Ringold, who I imagine right now is in some form.
1: I think, I don't know if it's an issue or not that we seem to be not only recording um, like when the day that West Ham are playing matches and winning matches and that puts them into the title race, but also that we're recording literally minutes after the final whistle.
0: Yeah, I did notice this correlation because, as you know, I'm very superstitious, and I'm not liking uh, what, what we're doing the West Ham season.
1: Uh, I'm 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 staying calm, really. I, I'm staying calm. I, like I've supported this club for 15 years, and I'm staying calm.
0: Which I'm glad, because after last week, you blew a lot of people's ears out minute one of this podcast. <laughs> and I'm glad that on the weekend you beat Liverpool, who I've said before are a top three European team. <laughs> walked over Atletico Madrid midweek, that week. And this is the point where you decide, I'm going to relax.
1: <laughs> I, uh, Kurdzuma, Billy. Kurt Zuma.
0: Well, let's get into it. We may as well, because, as you know, I love the big man. Uh, but early on, it was the other centre-back causing a few issues.
1: Well, well, I think he would, what, cause, cause Og- Ogbana Ogbana was, what, Dawson or course Ogbonna for the goal. Well, he was, I mean, he had a, he had a rough evening, um, Ogbonna. You know.
0: He did have a rough evening, ha- yeah, having to go off injured. But he did, he, he got himself right in the face of Allison, which I respected. we've said on this uh, podcast before. Keepers get too much protection. They do. And West Ham... Got away with one here compared to most weekends. A lot of weekends that goal would not have been allowed, but it is quite funny just watching Alison chuck the ball in his own net.
1: Yeah, Alison didn't have a good evening.
0: No, which is strange because I think the guy's a top, top keeper, and to watch him look uncomfortable was, I, I think, credit to West Ham. West Ham set piece wise are team no one in the league cool. and no one in the Europa League will want to mess with.
1: Wow, in the, oh, the Europa League indeed. What was this chat about some guy losing a finger?
0: So, during the week, <laughs> I saw a I video I before this. the game. It was just a random video before the game. It was West Ham going into whatever Eastern European country they were in. <laughs>
1: well, it was Belgium. It was, Belgium.
0: <laughs> oh, was it Belgium, fair enough. But yeah. it sort of had like the away end, and then on like a gate somewhere, there was just a missing finger. What? And you know where you can what? tell a fake finger a mile off? This looked 100% real. <laughs> it was actually con- disturbing. Well,
1: in what context can you tell that it's, a, that it's a fake finger and a not fake finger?
0: Because you can see it's plastic know. whenever it's a fake finger. You can tell there's not enough detail. This look, this looked like a finger that needed reattached. Um, um, yeah, but, but yes. back to the home support. The home support had a lot oh. to shout about here. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I said to you before we recorded, uh, so obviously West Ham go one up and then Mo Salah goes to ground a bit easy for my liking, if I'm <laughs> honest, over Declan Rice. Rice looks stunned that that free kick was given. <laughs> uh, but Trent Alexander-Arnold sees a bit of a mess in the West Ham defensive setup for a free kick, Chris. No, uh, what's what's going on with Jared Bowen being at the end of a wall?
1: What's wrong with Jared Bowen at the end of a wall? What
0: do you the guy's two for nothing.
1: Listen, he's going to be called up for England tomorrow, so um, <laughs> I, I, I that's yeah, uh, I don't think he's too worried. Is he not? No, that, listen, like you know, you can only do so much. Like Trent Alexander Arnold's are great at taking free kicks. Ben Rama Ben Rama has been unbelievable this season, but the, Ben Rama like I've rarely seen a player be able to move as quickly and have that balance as he does. Like he is just phenomenal dribbling. Um,
0: but he had, he had Trent on toast. Do you th- I thought Trent was able to keep up with him quick enough. I just thought there was other areas in the game where Liverpool mm. do, and it's strange seeing it because they are great defensively and the way they play football is so vertical. Yeah,
1: well, they, v- they, Virgil they, wasn't happy.
0: Yeah, but Virgil and Antonio kept getting in like one-on-one situations. I've not seen Liverpool let themselves get in that situation too often.
1: No, um, no, it was just and, on the counter. But that's how that's how you beat Liverpool.
0: And to be fair, Virgil dealt with Antonio seriously well. Like, that is a masterclass in how... To fit. Like, most defenders in that situation against Antonio are done.
1: Uh, Yeah, but still won, so...
0: Still won, yeah. 100% still won the game. Four Niles gets second. And then a sweaty enough, I imagine, last hand, Chris, after Div <laughs> scores under the lights. <laughs> 99% of the time you're playing under the floodlights as we know with Divock <laughs> Origi, that's the only time he can score he's an unbelievable player in big enough moments whenever whenever the lights are down on him it's a superpower he, he put the sweat on to what I've said are the 4th best team in this division
1: listen, I, David Moyes can do can literally do no wrong uh, the, guy, the guy is an
0: absolute magician well, whenever we see other managers later, we'll talk about Chris. Uh, you're only ever five games away from <laughs> being very yeah, wrong. So,
1: yeah, I'm not sure about
0: that. Yeah. So let's so let's relax there. Uh, we spoke about it last week, but realistically, where are we aiming now for West Ham? Top four, or <laughs> well, are, are we in the title race? No, like,
1: <laughs> well, you have to say top four. Um, I mean, I mean, if you if you look at this to, uh, statistically, objectively, XG, all that kind of stuff.
0: Like yep. all the stuff you love.
1: Well, well, like, like, like it sounds ridiculous, but like we're in that we're in the right kind of form. But like, you can't say that because it's West Ham, <laughs> and also it's yeah, it's eleven games in. But, but, but I have to say, like, I think people put too little stock in saying, "Oh well, you know, it's only ten games in." Like, there is a reason why people sack their managers at this sort of time of year. You know, like, and enough of the season has gone to know kind of where people are like that because that, that's what happened when Leicester won the league Billy. Really.
0: Like, yeah. We, we consistently kept going, Oh, it's only 10 games. in. Yeah. Oh, it's, so, o- it's only 20 yeah. games. in. It's only 30 games. In.
1: <laughs> so it's only 35 games in and they're beating Man City away. You know, yeah. Mares scoring a hat trick, <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, you know, so I, so I, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but
0: we're in, a, we're in good shape. You're in good hands. Well, let me say what I think you want to say internally. <laughs> <laughs> We're called top three Europa League winners.
1: Listen, I, there's listen, there's I I can just imagine what a former podcast host of this podcast is is thinking re- literally right now as we speak.
0: Um, I Imagine he's not too concerned.
1: I ima- I imagine he like he's being stoic. I imagine um, <laughs> you know,
0: philosophical
1: about it, but deep down, he- I
0: think he's just glad he left so he doesn't have to listen to you tonight. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, elsewhere around the league, uh, we, we we had a big Saturday lunchtime game, Chris. Um, we, uh,
1: we did, yes, we did.
0: And not the most exciting game of football, let's be honest. This, if you look at the second half in particular, training game. But because of the two teams involved, we have to talk about it. Uh, Manchester United beaten at home again easily. They're By Man City.
1: They're embarrassing.
0: Well, 100%. I think if you look at the... there's a graph done at halftime of average player positions for Man United. Mm-hmm. Everyone's in their own half. Yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely dreadful that this club, you know, should be aiming for the Chelsea's, the Man City's, the Liverpool's, and now the West Ham's of the world. <laughs> Bring in Cristiano Ronaldo and have everyone in their own half of the pitch. And if you actually look at it, it's sort of one line. It's not even a formation.
1: Yeah, I like, like so. So, Bailey, you're you're the Man United board, right? Why do you keep like like why? What, what because, is what is the reason?
0: Because you've already dithered too long and let Antonio Conte go to Spurs. You've <laughs> already dithered too long. And let Chris Wilder go to Middlesbrough. Which we'll talk about later. <laughs> it's it's where where do you go? Where do you go? like? Brendan Rogers, I imagine, is happy enough at Leicester. You know, but to go to go from Leicester to Man United. Don't think he could be bothered. I don't know who's out there. Zinedine Zidane apparently doesn't want to come to England, and I don't blame him. I
1: also, I also, I also don't think Zinedine Zidane's good enough for Manchester United. But that's a separate issue. hundred
0: yeah. you know, percent. It's a I, I different job what, what, managing what, what, the superstars what? of Real Madrid, like he did for four years. Yeah, why? To...
1: Why is he talked about in that sort of category of league
0: managers? Well, to be fair, he won a stupid number of Champions Leagues in a row, so I'll give him that. Yeah, but, but it's it's easy enough to, to mean, win eight matches,
1: you know. <laughs> oh, Here we go. So, he's been in European I mean, competition. Well, and it, it's easy enough now. What's what, what's what's the same as Chelsea winning the Champions League last season? You know, like, like, like that is that is that is different to where you are as a club. Like, you, like, you know, I, winning winning the Champions League is a big deal. I I understand that, but it's not really like. Like that—that that was a—that was a fake. That was fake progression from Real Madrid. That, like, let's be honest.
0: I'm just gonna let you keep digging that no, hole.
1: No, I, 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 I defend that. What are, what are Real Madrid now?
0: Chris, I couldn't tell you because well, that exactly, doesn't exactly. matter. I've told you that they're, they're, go, but... they're
1: going to an unidentified country and losing in the Champions League. That's, that's what they're doing now because it wasn't—it wasn't sustainable at all. <laughs> that's why Greece well. won the Euros. Seven matches. <laughs> like it is, you know. <laughs> uh, look, I'll, I'll defend. Like, it's not with West Ham. It, it really isn't. Antonio Conte has Antonio Conte has won the league in two different countries. That is extremely different as anything to in
0: But Antonio Conte also can't do it during the week. If you look at his European record, so it's a bit of him in hand with that kind of uh, argument.
1: I, I don't know. I, I, don't I love know.
0: that. Just, just everyone quote that. You only have to win eight games. It's easy enough, Chris Ringland.
1: Also, also sorry, it's more than eight games because it's um, the two legs. I understand that. But, um, yeah, and,
0: and then when the Europa League, you have to play 50. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to this game uh, Manchester City's first goal. Uh, they didn't even score it themselves. Eric Bay with what is Eric Baye defending, if we're honest? And then Sancho came on at half time. Well, Sancho came on to great applause, didn't really do a great deal. And I think one of the lowest moments has to be said for Man United ever is the crowd chanting for Donnelly to come on.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: I'm, I'm not really. Yeah, like,
1: so, yeah, because it's, it's weird. They've gone to this three at the back thing. Um, and that's the
0: reason Eric Bai had to play, because they've decided they're playing three at the back. And I said this last week that there's a difference between a Man United three at the back, which we saw at the weekend there, and a proper team playing three at the back. Look at the passing alone amongst that back three between each other, and then watch what Chelsea do in a back three. Watch what Italy have done over the years. Watch Juventus have done over the years. Just, just basically passing the football. That's all I want to point out is how bad those three are together in that formation.
1: Yeah, but the the reason it's embarrassing is because, um, like the re- the only reason he's having to do it is because they just can they they concede so many goals. He's he's
0: so terrified of another Liverpool happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: is not the way to go about playing football, especially in a team that are, on paper, as talented as Man United. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. On paper, again, on paper. Yeah. You know, if you look at the forward line in certain yeah, settings. Near they, enough.
1: Near enough, yeah.
0: They've a lot of issues to sort out with midfield, to be honest. That's, well, we a, that, that's yeah. a massive priority. Get this lot. Will be paying one hundred and twenty million for Declan Rice next summer. <laughs> they need, the need to since they're now a worse club. say <laughs> <laughs> bizarre second goal. No one really knew how to react because no one really knew if it got squeezed in or not.
1: Well, I mean, David. To be fair, David De Gea. I mean, he's absolutely as as usual for the past ten years, covering for the rest of the team the rest of the time.
0: They actually had a fantastic game other than that, really. Yeah, yeah, they, they yeah, ma- yeah. I think he made a save from McTominay as well. Yeah. Or Lindelof, sorry, Lindelof. They might have own goals. Man United tried to score in this game, were hilarious. Yeah, United actually had more efforts at their own goal than they did <laughs> at Man City's. Oh the only real effort I remember from Manchester United in this game was a Ronaldo volley that sort of went straight at Ederson. Yeah, They just really weren't at it, and... Yes. Yeah, Man City in the second half looked like they were playing under twenty-three football. Yeah, they kept the ball so well. I completely understand. Like Man City are one of the best teams in the world, and the best team in the world at playing this style. Yeah, but United got nowhere near them. No, they're they're awful. So they are. Uh, I actually quite like noticing whenever United did have the ball on occasions that uh, Pep Guardiola went full Sean Dyche and was playing about a bit of 2 in this game. Was it? Yeah, in a, def- in a defensive shape, he was playing four four two, which I have noticed he does quite a bit. Mm. But it's just quite weird seeing Manchester City dish. do. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the studio, Chris. I,
1: I, yeah, uh, I haven't heard any of. I heard that Roy Keane had a field day.
0: Well, what a day it was for Roy! Roy actually started the day out on Soccer AM. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing on Soccer AM? They sort of like done a, like a live tell link between Fenner's... Yeah. Uh, Mika Richards and Roy all just having a chat. And I was like, for what, what on earth? For what purpose? It's just the chat? Just because the game is on Sky, yeah. <laughs> just, for a, just for a quick chat. And they're like, oh, uh, <laughs> Mike, are you and Roy going to come on the Christmas special? And uh. you just looked at Roy going, nah, shake my head. <laughs> he was not having any of this. Then it gets to after the game. Soon as Richards went at it. Over the, the same point over and over again for the second goal.
1: Well, they're arguing uh, with each other.
0: Yeah, it was so pointless. It was Mega Richards was arguing on behalf of Cancelo, saying what a ball in it was, and soonest was doing his typical, it's two yards, I won't see intensity, you know, <laughs> this kind
1: of. Uh, fair reminder again that the last time Graham Soonest managed in the Premier League was 2005.
0: Yeah, because he's a passion merchant. He doesn't understand that. There's tactics to this game, yep. uh, and then elsewhere, Keenan Neville started talking about just needing courage again. Nothing to do with tactics. You're you gonna want it more. You know, I'm so fed up with that narrative. From then to it is, it's lazy punditry at this point. I think um, just it's two yards. I want to see courage. It's not the Wizard of all, You know.
1: Uh- <laughs> Yeah, because because cause it's sort of linked to you know the fact that nobody criticizes um, Brentford for losing to Norwich because, as Thomas Frank said, it's about performances and if we keep these performances, we'll be absolutely fine. And they are fourth in the Premier League on XG,
0: so <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I knew you would pick that up, and we'll get on to that later. But yeah. just to finish off Roy's day, yes. there's, a, there's a video going around today. I don't know if you've seen, Chris, of Roy and a fan after the game.
1: Oh, no. no, <laughs> A Man City fan or a United fan? It,
0: it appears to be a United fan. Uh, it's a short video. It's quite weird, the way it's done. But Roy's signing autographs for a few people. It, it looks actually like a professional autograph-hunter type guy. But then another guy comes in and just calls Roy a prick. <laughs> and. <laughs> If Roy had any more banter to him, and if he had watched Sunderland till I die, he would have gone, How am I a prick, mate? I've got a wife and kids, but he didn't. He... The,
1: the, the irony, of course, being that um, Roy Keane,
0: that was actually his be- best
1: moment as a manager, for Sunderland. Yeah. <laughs> was Sunderland. was
0: at Sunderland. So he had to watch Chris Coleman for a bit of that. But he just went back at the guy. He was like, I'm a prick, you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you, and he was like you've clearly been on the drink how many have you had you've had two beers have you big fella and it was just so is this weird it's like,
1: just like on social media
0: it's on social media today just oh, right goodness. outside Old Trafford and Roy just walks off into the crowd which is amazing <laughs> just walks off into the night as though he's Batman it's great
1: <laughs> oh Roy
0: so so what, what a day for Roy he will never be back on Soccer AM again if that's how his day goes whenever he's on there with Fenners well indeed and uh, I think that that was the only other like game of interest. We've we've said before this this was a stink and wake of Premier League football. Uh,
1: well uh, yeah well there's two things I wanted to bring up from the other rancid fixtures. One was the fact that Newcastle at uh, failed to have a shot against Brighton Hove Albion when Lewis Dunk went in nets.
0: Yeah, that was a strange moment. Uh, we'll get on to that later 'cause we're about to go we'll go through oh, right, the okay, right. Ah right, yeah, let's, signings. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, so first of all the big sacking I, I was stunned by the news sad, sad to see uh, that uh Neil Warnock's family may have to have him round for Christmas this year uh, Neil Warnock who is now 72 and is celebrating a record 1602 games as a manager S-
1: w- 1600. <laughs> yes Moise and Bruce who are both bits coming on to 60 are on a thousand
0: a thousand which is
1: 600 less (laughs) than
0: that listen it's Neil the guy just lives for the the game Uh, I'm
1: sad for Neil but uh, yes
0: Neil, Neil yesterday uh left Middlesbrough by mutual consent Uh, the statement said the club would like to place on record it's thanks to Neil and all his staff for all their hard work during their time with us Uh, they're 14th at the moment in the championship uh, winning just 6 times in 17 games and it now looks as though I believe Chris Wilder's going
1: to take over there Chris Uh, he he has and he he made clear this was also like a day after he was on match of the day too Um. He uh, he said that he turned down other
0: offers. So, well, whenever we look around the league now, has Wilder jumped the gun? You think?
1: Uh, what well, as in as in going to Villa or Norwich? You mean?
0: Yeah, cause potentially there's a Premier League job on the go.
1: <sighs> no, no, Millers was a perfect club for him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and just to talk about Neil, uh, because ah. being seventy two years of age now, do, do you reckon we're going to see Neil back in the game, Chris, or is this <sighs> this is this it? Because what, he did, what, he did threaten to retire once.
1: With what, what about six years ago? Yeah, I, I think. Well, my, well, my issue is I don't actually know really the context of why he has been sacked.
0: No, um, neither did I. I but like, you just expect them once a year from him,
1: because because I, 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 don't know what Middlesbrough's expectations necessarily are. Um, <laughs> so, but like, like it's like. Any club will just be like, you know, like who's in the championship or whatever. Like they'll be too tempted to not appoint them. Like, you know, yeah, just we'll to see to the... to save their season. Cause I think that's how he went to Millsborough in the first place.
0: Yeah. We're going to get the boxing day here, aren't we? Yeah. And you're, you're just going to get that yellow banner at the bottom of Sky Sports News. L- Neil with Listen. his wrinkles turning up. <laughs> Listen,
1: th- th- this, this is what's going to happen, right? He's going to have his Christmas dinner, right? And then on Christmas day, he he has a chat with his family. He goes, oh, you know, like, they're, and they're in Cornwall, you know, when his retirement <laughs> And he's you know, like, uh, all all the kids and the grandkids are around. He's like, oh, you know, dad, are you gonna are you gonna gonna call it a day you now? He's like, oh, oh, lads, uh, you know, like it just gives me so much passion, you know. Right? <laughs> and, and and he, he just and he continues eating his turkey. And then I gets to Boxing Day, and it's like all leftovers, and you know, the the terrible BBC specials, <laughs> and and you know, like the phone just buzzes ever so slightly, yeah. and. He's, he's at the toilet and Sharon's like trying to turn it off as he, as you know, so he doesn't hear it. Um, and it's Hull or someone, you know.
0: <laughs> he will. I, I reckon Neil's not done with this game yet. He'll, he'll find a club at some no, level. No, no, like,
1: you, you cannot tell me that Hull City, twenty third in the Championship, on Boxing day point nil. Work like that.
0: That is <laughs> literally going to happen. <laughs> I really want the type. <laughs> it's, a, so,
1: it's actually a club he hasn't even managed as well So,
0: well there we go you know he has to keep trying new things
1: I, 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 so, I'm sorry I, I just have to say I'm looking at it here he began his managerial career in 1980 Nin, yeah if you, nine, 1980
0: if you think how much the game has changed since to 80. even still be around 40 years later is an amazing achievement I just
1: like you know Scarborough Torquay Huddersfield Burry Oldham
0: like they're can real lead. glamour locations.
1: Even Leeds for a season, yeah. <laughs> Rotherham for about four days. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah. We all love Neil.
0: Yep, Neil, come on back to the game soon. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Chris, uh, and we're allowed to talk about them this week. Yeah. Uh, after they beat uh, Brentford 2 1 at the Nice View Stadium. So of course, Norwich decide after a win to part ways with Daniel Farka. Bottom bottom of the Premier League, five points from eleven games.
1: Well, well, I mean, it brutally means that it didn't matter what the result was before they planned to do it. They obviously have someone. Well, everyone talks about this guy Stuart Weber as if he's like some kind of football savant. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's all right,
0: but like. <laughs> Well, he must be like their only source. He must give them information to the point where they all think he's great, and then in like ten years, they'll end up on TalkSport with Jim White.
1: Well, we see he was the guy basically who was behind getting um, your man at Huddersfield Wagner and, yes. get, and getting them promoted. That that was why Norwich hired the guy. Um, so apparently, yeah, it's kind of you know. He, so, so that so I think that that's the thing in of Norwich, like that. Oh well, you know. They had all these ima- what niche hipster data signings over the summer,
0: so the type of uh chairman you love. Uh, but his quote anyway was, We feel now is the right time for a change to give ourselves the best opportunity of retaining our Premier League status. What was funny about it is, whenever that came out, it was just after Farca had done his post match interview where you, where you were. I heard this, yeah, and he had no clue he was about to go. His quote was. We definitely have a chance of survival. It's a long marathon. The longer we work together, the better we will be as a team. I can't guarantee we'll stay in the league, but don't write us off.
1: That that that, that is my issue because he was saying that like game three. You, like, how can you say in a post match interview, um, you know, I can't guarantee we'll stay up. Like, wh- why? Like, that. Why would you say that in a post match interview?
0: It's very defeatist, isn't it? Yeah, it's he, head straight down. let yeah. me be fair, he. He does have practice of quotes like that because I was looking at his record and he has the fourth worst record of all Premier League managers. But at, at, of he have taken over 20 games, uh, he's won six of his 49 Premier League games.
1: Do, do you have who's below that?
0: I do not. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't want to know the names that were involved there because I imagine they were stinking. But I thought Norwich actually had a decent game against Brentford. I think Brentford... I've looked up in past two weekends, serious issues with like Raya and Nats, Chris. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I didn't know how good that new keeper was going to be. But also, the, from what I understand, they've got quite a lot of defensive issues. And then this guy came on called Charlie Good. Mm. Serious, I, and like and I looked up the guy. And of course, the, they signed him last season from Northampton in League Two. And uh, and uh, like just because of some of, of data, obviously, yeah, big know. money ball signing, yeah. And it turns out that every Brentford defender can long through as well. But he um, he, he
0: like ran back on Pookie and just halved him in the penalty box, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but must yeah, I think didn't really know him a great deal about the goalkeeper, but what I do know about him is he's the number 40. And I think if you're number 40 in a squad, don't rate you.
1: Yeah, I I heard someone as well. Speaking of Spanish goalkeepers, I heard someone say on a, I don't know where it was, on some kind of podcast saying that, that Graham Potter's got your man Sanchez to be in a position where he could be the top three keepers
0: in the world in a few years. We'll get on to that in a moment. Have you, have because... you heard that? Did you hear that as well? I have, and after what he did this weekend, I'm a massive fan of that goalkeeper. But yeah, just to stick of still in the arch. Uh, Norman, what a goal. Uh, Uh, That'll be in our top five at the end of the season. (laughs) He's a great player, yeah. Um, Which is really annoying, because he's the one keeping Billy out.
1: No, 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 Kenny McLean. Sort of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why people were saying that, like... And
0: who, who else is in there? Lee's Moulet or something. Lee's Melu. So hopefully, uh, there's a big Chelsea campaign currently going to get Frank down there, just so I can play Bill. Oh, of course, of course. So yeah. we don't care about anything else. We just want Bill to play, and whoever the new manager is, is going to watch the international break. Here's going to watch Scotland play a couple of games and watch Billy get mad of the match in both of them. Yeah. So, uh, come on, the arch.
1: Well and well indeed. Uh, and yeah.
0: th- this may be the last time we speak about them for a while, Chris. You know we've not. I I think we've we've done this twice now. Actually, we've bumped teams when we've said we're not speaking about them. We <laughs> did it at the Watford. Oh,
1: and, uh, oh well, yes, yes.
0: And they deserved it. And then we said the Nords we weren't going to speak about them, and then they have a slight bump.
1: Um, Billy, B- this ties in with um. The uh, from previous weeks, it, it looks like the do you know who the early favorite is to be the Norwich manager?
0: Oh, I'm trying to think
1: <laughs> if, we're, if we're going back early weeks. Well, how... a, a couple of weeks ago, I've no idea where we're we going with this. <laughs> it's the guy who's the manager of Bodo forward slash Glimt No way, <laughs> Kjetil Knudsen is currently seven to four ahead of Frank Lampard.
0: That is just amazing. Get him in. (laughs) Get him in. The job he's done there against Roma.
1: Oh, dearie me. Yeah. If the
0: guy can manage against Jose Mourinho, he can manage against anyone. Absolutely. Get him in. He'll keep them up. Yep. So he will. But hopefully uh, Bill gets back in that team. I'm going to keep speaking about Narch. uh, Elsewhere. And the the most shocking one I thought, Chris, wasn't expecting this, Uh, Dean Smith. I'm has been like sacked this. after three years in charge. Uh, it was after Villa lost one 0 to Southampton on Friday, yeah, their yeah. fifth defeat in a row.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not about this. Like, I'm, and like to be fair, the stats aren't that hot for them. But like, like I, I, I think Dean Smith has built up enough stock. I mean, like you're, you're trying to recover from Grealish. You know. Well, this is
0: my thing. With it. if you remember when Dean Smith took over Aston Villa, they were a they were a laughing stock. They were a, they were like they were a joke of a football club. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember whenever Villa went down that year, it was as though the club was going to fold. The reaction oh, around
1: it, it literally was, yeah,
0: <laughs> like this. This club was in a shocking place, and I thought whenever they did start with that rise, I thought if they don't get promoted, they're done as a football club because it makes seem to be one of those that. Sort of like Derby seemed to overspend to ensure they got to the Premier League, and then once they got to the Premier League, I was like, Well, they're not staying up, they stay up on the final day of the season, have that jump around the, the changing room, yeah, and then go on and have a fantastic season last year, yeah. For them to at that stage to be like Dean Smith, you're out. I understand they're 17th in the league, two points above relegation. But I think he deserves a bit more, especially based on early performances this season. You know, he went the old Trafford one. He came to Stamford Bridge and had a good game.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, like. They must have some kind of thing of someone lined up because I, I really don't get this one.
0: Yeah, well, I'm confused as to who they will have lined up now, and I think he's being sacked because of the pressure of spending the gruelish money.
1: Well, well, there's, I mean, but I think mean, they haven't really got like settled yet. Like, they're still gonna. And that's the thing, it's yeah. going to
0: take those boys a year you know, the Leon Bailey's of the world it's going to take those guys a year to become Premier League players and then next year you're going to see them kick on. Yes I know Danny Ings is a Premier League player and has been for however long. Buendia is similar has, well he played in the arch so we don't really know <laughs> but those guys deserve and Dean Smith deserves some time to mm. get those right
1: mm. Yeah, I mean unless they're also trying to get the guy from Bodo forward slash Glimt
0: well, who I have seen they're, they're looking at is, I'm going to butcher this guy's name, uh, Casper Schulman.
1: Oh, the, the yeah. Denmark manager.
0: Yeah, because apparently uh, this fellow sporting director is also from Denmark.
1: Oh, well, well, of course. Yeah.
0: So apparently he's the man. Now, we spoke about this on previous weeks, Chris. It's a cushy job being an international <laughs> manager. You know, this guy's a national hero taking Denmark to a semi-final in an international competition. It's only winning six games, like, but, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is to be fair it but is. he's a national hero why would you give that up to come at much Aston Villa
1: yeah I I, I I I, mean I mean, fair of the do but I, 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 apparently they've won all their qualifying games for the World Cup as well I think you might want to take them to Cato, yeah
0: exactly yeah I, I wouldn't understand from his perspective but we'll see some strike from Stuart Armstrong on Friday night with the score Or
1: uh, Adam, Adam Armstrong,
0: Armstrong. Adam oh, Armstrong yeah that was a lovely goal yeah same bloke
1: with, with the new Premier League ball as well, Chris. Adam Armstrong, also Bailey, is one of two <laughs> Premier League strikers, along with Ivan Toney, who came through the Newcastle Academy, who Newcastle
0: let go, which is quite funny. <clears throat> well, we said this last week about the Newcastle Academy. It's getting swallowed up, so uh, serves them right. But uh, down the Newcastle and their game against Brighton, Eddie High in attendance, Chris. So,
1: so, I, so I like Eddie High, right? Let me just say that. First he of looks all. like a
0: nice bloke. He looks like James Blunt.
1: No, like... Unbelievable job at Bournemouth from where they were in League Two to Premier League for five years. Unbelievable, right? You know, and then and then he's coming in with Tyndall, the guy who
0: used to be his assistant. I'll be honest, I completely agree. Good job at Bournemouth overall that last season at Bournemouth. Based on that, I don't know how he's keeping Newcastle. Look, it
1: wasn't it it wasn't great, but I think it's more the fact that he kept Bournemouth up. And competitive for that long, but also yeah. that new this Newcastle side without some investment, like I'm, like they are down now. Without if, if they don't drastically change that team in January, they are down regardless of anyhow.
0: To be fair to Newcastle, I thought had a great second half in this game.
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean, they still, they still won a match.
0: Like, you know, <laughs> and that is fair. They're still what like Sheffield two United, points. like you know, five points. I don't know like that. Yeah, yeah, they're
1: above the March, apparently. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. I don't know how that's happened, but yeah, Trossard scored a penalty in that game. Hayden then scores for Newcastle, level up. Newcastle very much on top. Callum Wilson through one-on-one. And Robert Sanchez completely takes him out. Yeah. Great goalkeeping. I was all about that. Great this goalkeeping? Was, yeah, this was Simeone-level stuff.
1: Oh. <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah I, yeah. I mean Callum Wilson's through one on one. He's I, I think Callum Wilson's a good enough striker to put in the back of the net. Robert Sanchez takes him out also for a free kick as well, you know.
1: But it, it is uh, oh, I mean that, that free kick was an absolute joke, by the way, that they then did after that.
0: But yeah, I mean, they they said that like deep. Like oh
1: honestly, like smack it. It's a Lewis Duncan net? Lewis Duncan
0: Lewis Dunk did not fit in the shirt he was given. He also <laughs> Didn't fit the gloves. No, he, he couldn't he get them on.
1: No, um, but but I mean, is that is that worth it for three games out? I don't know. Like,
0: no, hundred percent. I'm all about that. Just for, even from a squad perspective, to know I have a guy like that in the team, I'm <laughs> telling you, S- Simeone will be on the phone here in January.
1: Yeah, I'm, well, I'm he, sure. Actually, to be fair, he's Spanish. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. Live I, for that
0: dark arts of the game. So uh,
1: yeah, I'm sure he's good. Yeah,
0: he's probably all right. And you know, Bournemouth have done all right defensively throughout the season. Bournemouth. Brighton. Oh no! Honestly, the heads away here. Uh, but we'll we'll go on to the appointments. We'll go on the appointment rather and focus on sackings and Spurs finally got their man this week, Chris, as they go into the second part of the Chelsea manager trilogy. Uh, they'll be, soon enough be. Uh, Martino, sorry, will be on the phone in two years. So <laughs> as uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at point, Antonio Conte.
1: Tottenham Hotspur don't deserve Antonio Conte.
0: Well, um, Tottenham Hotspur are becoming a club you hate, Chris, of the way people talk about them, uh, especially Conte in the way he spoke in his press conference. of the code quote here and say, <laughs> Antonio Conte, a late-level manager, you know, wins stuff. Tottenham Hotspur has state-of-the-art facilities and one of the best stadiums in the world. I can't wait to start working to convey to the team and fans the passion, mentality and determination that have always distinguished me as player and a coach. Last summer, our union did not happen because the end of my relationship with there was still too recent and emotionally too involved with the end of the season. So I felt it wasn't the right time yet to return to coaching. What a bizarre... Th- what a, you know, it's what? not... Well, it's not talking about the history or anything <sighs> about... <laughs> you know, or, or the squad. It's, they, have a, they have a nice training ground. It's
1: hilarious how much bigger he is than Tottenham, honestly. Like.
0: It's mental. And I love how he's already trying to, you know, shine the shoes of his new boss. He also said that the contagious enthusiasm and determination of Daniel Levy in wanting to entrust me with this task had already hit the mark. Now that the opportunity has returned, I have chosen to take it with great conviction. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the way Levy runs this football club. Oh, like he's made sure Conte's said something like that. To be fair, they they, they, they won their first game uh, in the Europa League. Yeah, uh, no, Europa no, no, no 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 no
1: ha, no no no. sorry, let's let's rewind that, let's clarify that. What competition was it Billy?
0: The Europa Conference League. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Tess yeah. Arnhem. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They won three two, I believe. Tried tried their best to throw it away this <laughs> game which is the most Tottenham Hotspur thing did, ever.
1: Did you hear, Billy, apparently that... Um, so that was the last week. of Nuno was the last for Test game, that he yeah. brought a whole second-string squad and left everybody else who was going to play at the weekend in London. Did you hear that? <laughs> no. And w- w- Meanwhile, West Ham played the exact same team that started on the Sunday and won both games. You know,
0: it's hilarious. To be fair, Spurs do have a bigger squad and yeah, also...
1: Yeah, but, but, they, but they lost...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but Moyes also likes his squad
1: right right that's is, that
0: is N- a key N- difference yeah. Nuno N- 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 hated some of those lads and they all wanted him out and now they've got Antonio in Antonio will give them an initial boost he didn't today and we're not going to talk about the game because we'll be like, honest neither of us bothered to watch it
1: honestly like Everton are very quickly becoming the worst team to watch in the Premier yeah, League
0: and there's no chance maybe you're going to sit and watch the highlights of a no. nil-nil between Everton and Tottenham no <laughs> moving on but the But, well, this appointment actually was going to be my in the mud because there was two stinking moments this week from Spurs. First of all, their their tweet. I don't know if you've seen this, Chris. No. Uh, They tweeted... I'm going to have to speak Spanish here and that's going to be pictured (laughs) as well. (laughs) Bienvenado? Bienvido. I don't
1: know. No, I've definitely heard that.
0: Bienvenado. No, that's just welcome. Antonio Conte. Not, no, no, hang on. Spanish, which is Italian. Spanish, Chris, which is Spanish. No, Italian. T- Antonio Conte is Italian, but Spurs oh. tweeted in Spanish. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> to, which, to which, one fan said, "For fuck's sake, we can't, e- <laughs> we can't even do an announcement." <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh dear. Right. Okay. And and elsewhere, the the other thing I wanted to bring up was that Antonio Conte himself on Instagram was. You know how whenever you get tagged in a post, you can just quickly add it to your story? Right. Conte was tagged in a post which he added to the story, not realising that the background music to it was an Arsenal chant. <laughs> <laughs> so he's clearly muted his phone and just gone, I'll add that, I'll add that. And whenever you watch the story, all you he heard was, Arsenal. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. So, so not a great week for Tottenham. And Antonio not got off to the hottest start. No, I, uh, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I'm not about it. It's, it's an uphill task, but yeah, I'm saying two years, we're too sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that brings us to all I want to talk about, Chris. Is there anything you want to cover <laughs> before we send the people off?
1: Yeah, there's just not really much. Yeah, uh, international break. I, I don't even know what's happening. Is this? The I don't even know who's something? playing. I have the... no
0: idea what's going on. It's, uh,
1: yeah I think actually I think Scotland are still and uh, uh, Wales are still in with a chance of qualifying So
0: I think earlier when I was around watching uh, the Celtic Dundee game they were advertising Scotland against like Moldova yeah. so yeah we're, we're watching high level fixtures
1: next weekend uh, was that, but yes as I say hot off the press when you hear this podcast uh, Jared Bowen will be on the plane he's on the plane right well we'll see and that's it
0: we'll see uh yes, <laughs> that's us all for two weeks uh before we're gonna hit a serious grind before christmas oh are we yeah there's a big couple of weeks coming up before christmas and then there's no real break for a while so right enjoy it before you start listening to me and chris once a week every week for a while yeah. uh, also thank thanks everyone who tuned in on tuesday
1: Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, out of nowhere,
0: yeah. Yeah, big shift for the pod. We'll see where we go with that. I quite like it, but...
1: Yeah, no, I I like it as well. Yeah, it's good.
0: We'll see if I can be bothered. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, uh, everyone, enjoy whatever you do over the next two weeks, and we'll catch you at some stage. Thanks. Bye-bye.